The following is a presentation of KSL Sports. First and 12. A total roundup of this weekend's BYU football and the new look Big 12 Conference. First and 12 is sponsored by Macy's Grocery Store. Your hosts are Mitch Harper and Alex Keery on KSL News Radio and the KSL Sports Zone. Felt a little different this weekend, Alex, seeing BYU on a bye during the month of October. Typically, in recent years, it's been Thanksgiving weekend, it seems like. They get a, they get their first bye week with Independence. But in the Big 12, you get an early bye in October, and it was much needed. It comes at a good spot for BYU as, as now they look ahead to the seven straight weeks. Mitch Harper, Alex Keery here with you until noon. And if, if you're listening on the podcast, First and 12 on kslsports.com and all major podcasting platforms every Sunday here on KSL News Radio and the KSL Sports Zone. How do you feel about this BYU football team? Expectations for the next seven games on this schedule. This is where it feels like the the meat of BYU's Big Twelve schedule is on deck for the Cougs. Yeah, it's a it's it's a lot. I mean, when you look at it, the next seven games. I, I do think it's funny when you do chat with people now, Mitch, who go. Well, look, they can go five and two, <laughs> you know. And you go, all right, settle down. And I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to dog anybody's uh, dreams here. But if you see Arizona, or if you see Oklahoma and Texas, if you watch that game today mm-hmm. or yesterday, the Red River rivalry is, or the Red River, what are they? No, oh, it's the rivalry. Whatever. It, this, those teams are really good, and BYU's got to play both of them, right? And then you look and you go, a classic rival in TCU coming up next week. Uh, Texas Tech, who's starting to find themselves a little bit. Oklahoma State, who's starting to look scary again. And they tend to get better by the end of the season. And that's BYU's last te- uh, last game of the year. So the only And then you thought maybe an easy out could be Iowa State coming to town. No such thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Matt Campbell's got his guys playing well. So I look at this and go, this the next seven games for BYU are an absolute gauntlet. And it's exactly what you signed up for. And you should be excited about it. Uh, here's what Kalani Satake said about uh, the bye week and what they were looking forward to and kind of getting right as a team and and what they can do to kind of get rested up a little bit for the rest of that insane and ridiculous schedule the rest of the way out. One thing that I'm really, really excited about and from watching the you know the entire season, really proud of our guys, our players, our team um, for the fight that they have in them. I, I love the, the, the physical part of the game, the aggressiveness. I also like that uh, we knew going into this season was going to be uh, kind of a, a battle every week, and um, especially when we get into conference, and that's kind of been proven. We, 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 we've been through the transition before. A lot of guys in our staff of going from uh, a, a G5, or in our case, an independent to a, into a power program, a power conference like the Big 12, and so we knew that we, there was going to be uh, there's, there's going to be some things about it that, that were unique, and we knew that the having the battle, being committed to the physical part of the game, and being committed to, you know, getting depth at every position. And so we're sitting in a really good spot right now going to the bye week. Um, but after evaluating it, I'm really proud of the boys, proud of the team, proud of, proud of the, the coaches, uh, the, their commitment to each other and to our culture, but also commitment to just knowing that they got to battle it out. And that, that's kind of been proven in, in, in every game. And you're looking at the, the, the Big 12 Conference, a lot of parity, but also you're looking at the, there's the, there's large leads that aren't safe. There's a there's, there's uh, a lot of a lot of games coming down to the wire, and so uh, that that's just going to have to be part of it. You got to be ready for a battle every week, 
And uh, and we knew our, our guys would be committed to it. And it's just nice to evaluate and watch the film and see that these guys are committed to doing that every week. And if we can get that done, I, I feel really good about our chances in going to the last seven games of the season. What you should feel good about, Mitch, if you're a BYU fan, is that BYU has learned a lot from playing behind, coming back, getting wins in weird scenarios. That stuff comes back and those scenarios come back up again, close games are going to happen the rest of the way. I, I think that those lessons have been invaluable for BYU so far. Definitely, and I think it also helps that they've got talent to get better, uh, a lot better. And, you know, every single week it seems like Kalani Sataki in the postgame podium, man, we're, we wish we could get a little bit more perfect in this area. Every single week he's talking about, you know, wanting a perfect game. Kalani was asked, you know, what's it going to take to get a perfect game? This was him on what it's going to take to get to that level. I think for me, it's like seeking the perfect game. I don't know if that's ever going to happen in football. You know, it's all 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 the plays going our way um, the entire entire game. I like to see it. That's what we're striving for. But um, you know, the commitment to doing that is one thing. Um, just just it, it's not just in the game. It's what you're doing during the week. Are you committed to your nutrition? Your to, to the, the advantages that you can find. Um, any which way are you trying to find the ways to be focused and just trying to get better at every practice, every rep. And so that's, uh, we, we have guys that are improving in, in, in football and their football IQ and even in our, in our system that aren't getting reps and you can see it when, when they have an opportunity to play. And so when guys aren't able to go, we had young guys step up and fill in really nicely. And that's, that's a lot of different positions. And right now we don't have to call on a bunch of guys, but we know that we can, if, 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 uh, if needed, you know, and we'll, as we look through this, the practices this week is kind of maybe test our guys and see how far they've come in the last five weeks. We know what they did in fall camp, and maybe there could be some really interesting battles for competition, for playing time uh, throughout this week. Now that guys guys are battling the injury part and they're trying to get to 100%, and there's guys that are at 100%, and maybe they just they lacked a little bit of experience or maybe knowledge of the system, of the scheme, and now we're at the point where uh, there's not a lot of new newcomers. Everybody kind of knows a little bit more about what we're trying to do in all three phases. Now let's see what we can do with the competition now. It's interesting too, Mitch, as you look at what the rest of the competition is. And then also the guys that you kind of would have necessarily, you would have expected to, heard, to have heard their name a lot, right? But think about how different our expectations have become for guys like Aiden Robbins at this mm -hmm. point, right? Compared to what we thought at the beginning of the year. Or even a, guy, a name like Cody Epps. Now I think Cody Epps is a name that people are hoping to hear a lot from in the next seven games uh, for BYU. Uh, but but I will say, who knows? Everything starts to take shape in a different way. I don't know what injuries are going to play in that side of things, Mitch, but certainly there are guys that you haven't heard from. But as you said, the talent is there, and so far the depth has also kind of been there as well. It's the deepest team Kalani's had since he took over as head coach in 2016, and I think it's shown that. And I thought the, you know, the aggressive approach that this staff, you know, highlighted by the addition of Jay Hill as defensive coordinator, uh, you know, they were, uh, you know, they they done a nice job in assembling options because you typically by BYU standards to this point, 
it's a you know banged up group and, and they're just kind of withering away and fans are losing interest because then it becomes the the dogs of the schedule well, now it's not i mean it's been it's kind of been fun to see BYU have a slow build up instead of this triumphant september where everyone's just thrilled and and everyone's there's these highs of highs like last year when they beat Baylor now it's time to actually peak maybe in October or November. Uh, that's been something that's a new dynamic for BYU that they haven't experienced in a long time, and, and that's a challenge for them with this Big 12 schedule. And when you look at the league right now, Alex, I mean, we, we're talking about every single week here on 1st and 12, there are so many things where we feel like, okay, this is going to happen, and then the outcome mm-hmm. is just a complete 180 and it turns itself on its head where you go, like, why can't BYU maybe be a top five team in this league? I know it sounds crazy to say. Look, I just saying it makes me kind of feel a, a little. What, what's the what do women say about their husbands on TikTok? An ick. It's my it's my <laughs> ick. Like I, I kind of feel icky just saying it. But yeah. hey, maybe there's an opportunity because this league just seems like no one wants to take claim of being the teams after Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, it's uh, boo hoo. The 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 conferences. You know, there's parity and it's comparable in terms of talent you know i mean if that's the complaint people are going to have then whatever you know what i mean like i i I do not care for the you know the people who go no you're supposed to have a couple of really good teams some people in the middle then very very bottom feeders then don't mess that up but right now it's getting all messed up and and who cares like i love it what do you want like i mean honestly at the end if it's texas and oklahoma in the in the championship game that's something we'll talk about in the next segment here if they end up meeting up again, boo-hoo. The two biggest names in your conference right now, maybe you don't want to see it going forward, but if you were to really talk about it and go, give me another Oklahoma State-Baylor matchup from a couple of years ago compared to that, no thank you. I mean, I'm just I'm saying that from a college football history standpoint. And, if you're, and, and, and really, in a way, kind of send those guys off and be like, somebody else has got to be the next person up. And that's certainly one of those moments where BYU goes, yeah, why not us? Why not this this team uh, from Provo, uh, even compared to all the teams who are coming in from the Pac-12 next year? So that, now there's a lot going on with that. That's the challenge in front of them. And we'll we'll talk more about, you know, what's going to be the power rankings a little bit ahead. But next we got to get to that Texas-Oklahoma mm-hmm. game. Red River was epic, Alex. We'll hit on that. And if we're going to maybe see that as a part two in the Big 12 championship down the road, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that. Texas and Oklahoma, our Big 12 featured game next. It's first and 12 here on KSL News Radio and the KSL Sports Zone.